Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Yes, it's me, Egbert. As the new owner of this station, I want to make sure we have the best talent on the air. That's why I've decided to ban all real estate agents and only have real talkers like Brad and John. Here they are, B and J. Yeah, here we are, real talkers. That's us. I don't know That's what he's us. talking about. And not a single real estate license between us. Do you have any idea what he's talking about there with banning all real estate agents? I don't really understand that. I don't know either. You know what? I think there should be part of BJShow.co called Decoded, where people make their best guesses on inside jokes. Here. As to what the hell we're talking about, right? That's yeah, what it is. A, guy, a guy to nonsense. Okay, can I, you know, something is sort of funny. I'm this, I have a severe case of ADD. And because of that, I my mind's all over the place, and I find numerous topics fascinating. I'm yeah, a, you know what? I think anybody that's ever listened to any of your shows would know that, Brad. Go ahead. I'm a voracious reader of stuff online, and just early this morning, because we had some technical problems on Westplex and I had to be up early, I was reading this interesting story about the National Association of Realtors, which is, you know, the, the, the organization. And the other thing is, you know, can I give you a little, little thing which always cracks me up? Yeah, even, of course. Even people who sell real estate who have that title, they call themselves realtors. There's no A in there. I hate it's, it. is one of my <laughs> biggest verbal pet peeves. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And I, it's like when people say espresso. There's no X in espresso. Right. It's espresso. There is no but... such thing as a realtor. It's yeah. realtors. Realtor. Okay. Yes. The National Association of Realtors, the story was about the woman who has just stepped down as president. She just resigned within the last week or so. And she was only appointed in August. So she's been there, what, four or five uh, months or something uh, like I that. I smell a scandal. Well, no. They apparently... The reason she stepped down is she's being she's actually come out and admitted this. She's being blackmailed. And oh. they won't she won't say what she's being blackmailed about. She's the mother of seven kids, has I don't know how many grandkids, very successful real estate agent, owns like three different brokerages and you know, a very successful person. But apparently somebody from her past has come forward and said, Look, you are about ready to be exposed for who you really are. It sounds like she could use my book, but go ahead, Brad. Right. <laughs> it's funny you should mention it. I'm thinking to myself, she needs John Combest's book. What's the name of the book again, John? Folks can find it by going to Amazon and just looking up stalking, harassment, trolling, any of those terms, or looking for my name, yeah, John just, Combest. Just chop. And it's about when you're at the center of a social media controversy. For example, you have a deranged stalker who posts pictures of your kids, who trolls for information about you, who tries to post court records to shame or humiliate you. How do you endure that? How do you move on? Okay, I, I will tell you a little behind-the-scenes stuff. I have someone, and I know exactly who this is, who is constantly trying to derail me and our radio stations. You don't know this story. I've never told you this before. Uh, and just recently... I will say someone that I do business with called me up one day and said, hey, man, he says, I got this email, this anonymous email about you and one of your stations. This is pretty serious stuff. 
And I said, send it to me. And sure enough, he sent it to me. And it was a dissertation about technical deficiencies with one of our radio stations, how we are causing unbelievable interference to another radio station here in the St. Louis uh-huh. area. Okay? So somebody has some kind of a beef that has, they, they clearly have a vested interest in this. Right. And they say they have already contacted the owners of this other radio station and that they're aware of the fact that I am causing all these problems and this person that they sent this 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 email to should not do business with me under any circumstances. Okay? Mm-hmm. So over the past two weeks, I have talked to the top three people at this other radio station, and all three of them are like, we have no idea what you're talking about. I sent them, sent them the, the, and, and the, the email was sent anonymously. Um, I don't know how they did that, uh, but it was sent anonymously. Maybe it was like a burner e- email address yep, or something like yep. that. And it was sent to this company, and all three of the top three of these people, this other radio station says, we've never heard of this. We have no problems with you. We've never had any yeah. issues with you. We don't have any interference issues. We have no idea what this is about. And it's like, okay, knock it off. You know, and the thing that's, that's sad for me is I have this, I've told you this before, and I have someone that I deal with on a daily basis who is having some issues, and I won't say what they are, and I told this person, show up in, this, in their office. I said, just one morning, just nine mm-hmm. o'clock, walk in the office. Hey, I'm here to talk to you about this. And things will change. Yep. And especially, the, the other problem now is, now in the COVID area, some offices you can't get into anymore. You know, because, sure. yeah. But see, the crazy thing about this is what you talk about, like with your book, your, your book about, you know, uh, it's the keyboard warriors. You know, yep, the, absolutely. The, the funny part of And they're scared is, to face you face to face, Brad. But they're down in their mom's basement. You know, yep. hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow this guy out of the water. Look what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, once upon a time, he did blah, blah, blah. You know, that kind of stuff. And, and it, you know, it's to the point where it's like, okay, so why is it your goal in life to ruin other people's lives? I've never understood that. Well, and, and here's why. So let's go to the acronym that, that's in my book. So I use the acronym CHRIS. And to be clear, I make this clear at the beginning of the book that the examples that I use in my book are fictional and are not based on any real life incident. So let's use Chris as an example. Chris stands for cowardly, heavy. They have heavy emotions. Uh, and, and let's go right to the right to the eye because Brad, that's what you're pointing out. They're isolated. So they may even, you know what? They might be out of their mom's basement finally, but they've isolated themselves from people who really know them, who people know what their own secrets, quote, secrets are, and they seek to isolate you. So Brad, clearly what they're trying to do is they're trying to cut off other people who know you, who respect you, who may do business from you. They want you to be as isolated emotionally and financially financially as they are. Are you talking so about- that's their attack method. The, the Chris method is based on making you feel lower, making you be cowardly, making you have- uh, resentment and heavy emotions. And I know you well enough to know that you don't let yourself devolve into that. But other people who might not have those skills do fall into that, Brad. Well, okay, there's two names come to mind, you know, and I'm, I've once again, you know, don't like what I'm going to say. Chris Dickhouse used to work for me and Brian Richardson, guy at KFAV. Both of them trash me all the time. I mean, and Brian. You mean Scott Dickhouse? 
Well, no, no, no. Chris Dickhouse used to work for me, who is like Scott Dickhouse's cousin or some crazy oh, stuff like that. Oh, I didn't like know that. that. I, I don't yes. know Chris. Chris Dickhouse used to work for me. She works at KFAV right now. Oh, and, it's a she. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a she. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know anything about that. Okay. Long story. I mean, when we first, when Shelly first, Shelly first came to work for me, I'll tell the story. She, every, if I told this on Westplex, Shelly would always get mad at me, and I've never told the, the entire story. Shelly came to work for me. I met her. It's a weird situation how I met her. One day, met her at a Panera. I was actually interviewing a guy to do sports reporting for me, and she was at the next table over, and she dropped some business cards on the floor and didn't realize she did, and I noticed this, so I went over to her table, and I said, hey, you've dropped these business cards. And I had, I was wearing at the time, I had a logoed shirt on that had KSOQ. And she says, you work at KSLQ? I go, yeah, I do. She goes, I've always been interested, you know, in the radio business. You know, could I maybe talk to you about it sometime? I said, yeah. So I gave her my cards. One thing led to another. We got together and we talked. And pretty soon she started doing some stuff for me part-time. And the rest is history. So one of the first things she wanted to do was she wanted to join the Saint Char- the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce. So we joined the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce. It has been like, this would have been like July of, I don't guess, 2013. It's been 10 years ago. So we joined the chamber. And about a month later, one day, I get a certified letter from the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce. Hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, what is this? So I open it up, and it's a very formal letter. Dear Mr. Hildebrand, it's from, at the time, the lady who was running the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce. Um, and it's a very formal letter. You have been accused of violations of code of ethics or whatever the heck it was in the O'Fallon what? Chamber of Commerce. Oh, yeah, 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 true story. Matter of fact, I still got it sometime. I'll send it to you. And, uh, you know, and, and there were like four different counts against me. And the thing went on to quote the, the, um, uh, the charter of the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce stating that any member for the first two months of their membership is deemed to be a probationary member. And any other member in good standing in the chamber can protest the fact that that mem- member has been you know, admitted into the Chamber of Commerce and there has to be a tribunal hearing as to you're whether... Ki- oh, no. There's no way you're serious. Oh, no. A tr- a true story. True, uh, if Shelly were here, she'd tell you the whole story. Wow. So, so I call at the time, um, you know, and, and it, said, it said, you know, contact me and we will arrange a tribunal date. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm going, what the hell is this? This sounds like a Seinfeld episode. Well, so I contact Aaron, who was the president of the chamber at the time, O'Fallon Chamber, wonderful woman. And she is embarrassed upside one down, down, down the other. And she's like, you do not know how embarrassed I am to have you into this situation. And she says, but I'm in a corner because of the fact that this other member has brought a concern about you be it true or not, and has essentially invoked the charter of the chamber, so we have to move forward with this. So about a month later, we had a date where the entire board of directors for the Saint, for the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce was in a room, and um, the accuser, Brian Richardson of KFAV, had 10 minutes to essentially trash me as to why you know i we should be kicked out of the chamber and then i had my chance to stand up and say okay let me explain the situation and um there were accusations about about quite a few things and the interesting part of it was there was one accusation there about the fact that i had been kicked out of the washington chamber of commerce which was not the case at all 
And the interesting part of that was, after I got this letter, I called the lady. Matter of fact, she's still the head of the Washington Chamber of Commerce. The name was Jennifer Giesick. I called her up and I say, I said, Jennifer, I said, I'm a little bit upset with you about what you told the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce. And she was clueless. She's like, what are you talking about? She was, I caught her absolutely, she's blindsided. She says, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I sent her, she, and I said, I said, I've got this thing where I'm being, you know, they're trying to kick me out of the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce. And I got this letter. She says, send me the letter. So I sent her the letter. Five minutes later, she calls me back. She says, let me take care of this. So she calls, and the bizarre part of this is, she's a horse person. And Aaron, who is the horse, who is the president of the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce, is also a horse person. Hmm. They know each other very well. And uh, she calls up Aaron. She said, absolutely positively not true. So on the day of the tribunal, Brian Richardson gets 10 minutes to trash me. Then I get 10 minutes to stand up there and give my piece. And one of the things I did was, and maybe I'm really telling too much. I, I, I had two documents with me. One document was Casper Broadcasting being fined $7,000 by the FCC. I have never in my 50-plus years of broadcast experience, and, and I've had a ham radio license since I've been 13, so do the mm-hmm. math on that. I've, had, I've been licensed by in one, some way, shape, or form uh, by the FCC since 1968. To think about that for a minute. I've never had any violation whatsoever. They got a $7,000 violation. Matter of fact, actually to the point where they should have gotten a $14,000 violation, but the guy gave him a little bit of slack. Not only that, but our buddy Chris Dickhouse and her girlfriend were secretly sending me death threats in my email. And wow. I went, I reported this to the Washington Police Department at first. The chief was very nice. I went to actually Ken Hahn, who was a retired St. Louis City police officer. And he said, Brad, he says, you know what? You got to be able to prove who this is. So long story made short, about two weeks later, I got another death threat, and I, I, I did a little bit of sleuthing, and I came up absolutely positively. I did my computer you know, sleuthing, and I nailed it. And I took it back to the chief, and I said, Chief, this is who it is. I know exactly who it is, and I know who, and, and I gave him the name, Chris Dickhouse and her girlfriend, Jody, or whatever her name was. And sure enough, they called in a detective, the detective, you know, researched the case. They called in Chris, warned her, essentially said, next time he's not going to press charges, next time he will. I submitted the police report to the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce that wow. I was being, you know. And then essentially, and the interesting thing was I'm getting asked by people, you know, on the, in the, on the O'Fallon Chamber why I'm divorced. How come you're divorced? You know, how yeah. come blah, blah, I'm going like... What is this? I'm yeah. trying to. I'm trying to join. So it was, in other words, it was a smear campaign. Yes. Now, why did other than professional competition? Why did the guy from KFAV have a problem with you? He's a butthead. Okay. You know, and and see, once again, two different philosophies. I mean, to to me, he's not my competition. I've said this all along. Yeah. Those of us in the radio business now, right now, our competition is not the other radio stations. Our competition is Instagram, Facebook, yeah, Google, Netflix, me, you know, Meta, <laughs> right? Anything. <laughs> I mean, know? I got I got a thing the other day that talks about, and it was sent it was sent to small business people how you can now buy advertising. A local business can buy advertising on Hulu. 
and yeah. and it's 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 very easy to do geographically uh, targeted right you can go and you know i mean they used to do this with well, you know you could do this with 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 spectrum where you could buy a region and now since a lot of people have dropped cable it's not as effective as it used to be but you know you can go on to hulu and and i'm going like okay that's my competition yeah. you know and yeah and it's not another radio station right it's not another radio station but once now, again be careful though brad because if you say something positive about some local radio hosts they'll text you and tell you they don't care what you have to say that's positive about them <laughs> See, I have gone to a new stage in my life where, and those people that know me, I try to compliment people, you know, mm-hmm. and and people that in my, you know, in my personal cir- circle, you know, I I have caught, matter of fact, just, just, um, what was today's, today's uh, Wednesday, just yesterday, I called my son who lives down in Florida because the smartest woman in the world alerted me to the fact that I forgot about this. They've had some really bad storms down in Yeah, the Panama City got hammered. Right, right, with a tornado and stuff yeah. like that. And my son lives in the panhandle. He's in Pensacola, right? Yeah, lives in lives in Pensacola. And I called him up, you know, and once again I told him I was proud of him and I told him I loved him. Okay? And yeah. I don't want to make it sound like, well, what a phony baloney that Brad is. You know, it's one of those things where um you know, it's to the point where why does everybody nowadays, why does it have to be like going on Twitter and why, you know, like I, I told the story, you and I talked about this on a podcast we had, uh, the guy who was, what's his name? He used to be Hercules on the TV show and he's now a very, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's does all this stuff and he had a, he had an aneurysm or some kind of yes, a, right. right. And we're, and people were complete jerks to him. Oh my God. And he, and he does, matter of fact, we run a promo on this very radio station that he talks about, you know, Hey, take care of yourself. You know, if you have any kind of, you know, severe headaches, you might want to go see your doctor, you know, and he does a thing with brain injury and stuff like that. You know, if you fall down steps, blah, 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 blah. If this guy goes on Twitter and says, you know, I think the sky is beautifully blue this morning. I'm happy to be alive. There'll be 20 posts telling everybody, you're such a jerk. You're a has-been actor. You can't get a part in Hollywood if they if you paid the directors to pay. I'm going like, why? He'll be pay? eviscerated. And on that same <laughs> podcast, Brad, you and I talked about the fact, and Dana Lash came up with this. She said that if you just go on Twitter and say, hey, I love waffles, somebody will respond, oh, you hate pancakes? What is it about you that makes you hate pancakes? Well, I, 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 once again, I don't understand that. And, and our situation is here, what are we trying to do with this radio station? When you and I do this show, we're not trying to, you know, we're essentially giving people political information, stuff like and that. And having fun and making, maybe making people laugh once in a while. Right. We're not trying to say, well, don't ever talk to that guy because he's a Democrat and we hate those Democrats. Absolutely <laughs> right? not. You know, it's the- and you know, Brad, and I know we're up against time. One of the things that, that I love is that I never talk about, I never name people that text me or send me messages, but two people yesterday texted me and used the word entertaining and laugh. And they said they listened to us on the drive to and from Jefferson City, and they find us to be entertaining, and we make them laugh, and it's way different than any other political show. There's a so whole, you know what? Maybe we put a smile on people's But face, see, Brad. there's a whole thing where it's gotten to the point where I listen to a lot of talk radio, and to the point where how many times can you get on and tell everybody how 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 the president doesn't sound like he's got all his marbles? Yeah, and, or you know, read, and, your, and, read your same three talking right. points that you and, give on every station and, across and Missouri. How many times can you play the, the, the sound bite of Kamala Harris and her word salad you know i mean yep, it gets old exactly. after a while you know it's what I'm the saying? same old stuff right, right okay we have to take a break we're way behind it's all your fault john it is <laughs>